If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Hey guys. Love it. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking podcast. You know, it's a little strange. I'm in the studio by myself tonight. It's uh, just me. Jason is on a sabbatical, so it's just going to be me and you tonight. So we're going to do an episode with just me in studio. We're going to talk about a couple things. By the time you hear this, when it releases on Wednesday, September 29th through October 2nd, I was able to go down to the G3 conference. So we're going to get into a little bit of that, review what was spoken about, and just kind of talk about some of the things, give you guys a little review of some of the speakers. I know the subject was the theology and doctrine of Christ, who Christ is, and I don't think it couldn't come at a better 
time. But uh, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Just wanted to see how you guys were doing. Always feel free to reach out to us on social media as well with questions and comments. Those have been coming in, and we do appreciate you guys giving constructive criticism, positive feedback, reviews on Apple and Spotify and Google Podcast and Podchaser and all those places you get us, as well as checking in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and the website. Website is dmwpodcast.com. And you can find us uh, on all social media platforms at deadmenwalkingpodcast.com. Or well, just deadmenwalkingpodcast, excuse me. So it's a little different here. I don't have um, my trusty sidekick here to add those words of wisdom that he has. No, Jason is going to be missed tonight, but I'm sure he will be back next week. But before we get into the G3 conference review and I have some exciting things to tell you, too, about guests that uh, we made connections with that are going to be coming on, theologians, pastors, uh, worship leaders, and we'll get get to that at the end of the episode. But before we do that, we do want to do a little newsy news. So let's get to it. News, the news, the newsy, newsy news, the news, the news, the news, the news, the news, news. We got some news! Oh, I love that riff. So fun. So let's just get to three quick news stories that I had seen come in over the wire just in the past few days, just to kind of keep you up to date on what's going on in the world and uh, make you aware of it. So I picked this up off of uh, Breitbart's Instagram website. This is not shocking to any of us in the Christian world that's been following what's going on with the total depravity of our society, but Playboy has just put a male bunny on its latest cover, making Filipino-born beauty influencer, in air quotes, Bretman Rock, its October digital cover model. Uh, The article goes, Goes on to say this once iconic magazine is celebrating Bretman Rock's cover spot as a milestone for the LGBT community. The photo and accompanying video shows Rock posing in Playboy traditional bunny costume, complete with high heels, rabbit ears, and bushy tail. You get it. And he said this for Playboy to have a male on the cover is a huge deal for the LGBT community, for my brown people community, and it's all surreal. Rock said, A total is this event bleeping happening right now type of vibe. And by the way, I'm so pretty. That's this quote in Breitbart. And um, so this, there you have it, folks. I mean, the depravity has become even more depraved. So now you already have a magazine based on lust and sinfulness, and they're now showcasing transgenderism and all those other things that our society seemingly, or at least the leaders within our society with very specific agendas, seem to be embracing. You know, when I read that, the very first thing I thought of was Hosea 7.3, where it just says, uh, you know, with their wickedness, they make the king glad, and with the princes, their lies. And it's like, we have seen the media fall right in line, uh, whether it be television, print, digital, radio, politicians, in any one of those, the leaders and the elites within our country just fall right in line to embrace depravity, to embrace the spirit of the Antichrist, to embrace anything that is unbiblical, um, to embrace anything that is immoral. And, you know, in Hosea, a couple verses before that, it just says, do you not think the Lord sees what they're doing? Do you not know that he will rightly judge them? But yet they they dance and they take pleasure in in bringing uh, pleasure 
with their wickedness to the king. Now, we could say uh, an, an earthly king such as a president or a group of people or a caucus, but you know, I look at it and a depraved heart takes pleasure in the wickedness of their king, which is, as we know, the accuser. It's just simply getting out of hand. I mean, when you read the Bible and you see things like in Revelation that says, you know, evil will become good and good will become evil, it's, it's exactly what the Bible predicted. And we're now celebrating that. Thank God that Playboy has went out of print and it's only digital. And also thank God that uh, their circulation and their subscription is way, way down from uh, their peak in the 70s and 80s. But still at the same time, you see these corporations, you see these groups just reveling and pleasuring in complete evilness. The second news story I wanted to go over was um, the Supreme Court's back in session this week after a a long hiatus and then only going with virtual kind of argue arguments, you know, hearing cases virtually, they're actually back in person. And there was three that kind of stuck out to me. There's a, there's a kind of a list of them online and you can, and you can uh, Google it if you want. But the first one is going to be talk. It's Dobbs versus Jackson, and it's going to be a challenge to Roe versus Wade. Uh, And this is going to have a lot to do with states' rights. It's going to have a lot to do with any pro-life bills that limit abortions up to a certain point. It basically says the Supreme Court will consider whether all rules restricting abortions prior to viability, which uh, most states have landed on 22 weeks, are unconstitutional, a question that threatens the core of, of Roe v. Wade. So we see a progressive challenge to Roe v. Wade of saying, hey, these states have made laws that much, uh, you know, kind of like the Texas law that just went into effect a a month or so ago that uh, got everyone upset on the pro-choice side. And um, they're challenging the state's rights and saying, hey, the state can't uh, say that abortions are illegal up to a certain point. They have to essentially be legal across the board. So that's going to be an important one to keep an eye on. Uh, They should be hearing that, I think, the first week of December. The other one that I wanted to bring to your attention was the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. Uh, And I'll just read a little bit of this one here. The case challenging a restrictive New York gun law possessed the question of whether the Second Amendment covers the right to carry firearms outside of the home. Uh, Now, that's just insanity to me, to where I'm in an open carry state here in Michigan. I carry my gun both concealed and openly just about every single day. And New York has laws that restrict you from carrying your weapon outside of your home. It says gun right activists say New York's century old law, which puts certain restrictions on who can receive a concealed carry handgun license, violates the Constitution. I would think so. The Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Uh, pretty clear wording there. They also say numerous other states have imposed similar laws. Lower courts had upheld the law over the objections of the challengers, who include two New York residents who applications to to carry guns publicly were denied. And then, of course, the most recent major Supreme Court decision on guns came more than a decade ago in District of Columbia versus Heller, where the court held that the Second Amendment protects the individual right to carry a gun for self-defense inside the home which ironically, that was argued by the Texas Solicitor General, which at that time was Ted Cruz. So that's going to be another important one that they're taking up by the end of the year. Just keep your eye on that for uh, gun right advocates and gun right laws in the Second Amendment. And then the last one I wanted to talk about was uh, Carson versus Macon, which is essentially challenging the 
state funds going to religious schools. So it says the case grapples with Maine's rule, uh, barring the use of student aid program for schools that teach sectarian religious content. The case could shift the line of separation between church and state. Of course, that's just editorial in the news article I'm reading. Comes on the heels of the 2020 ruling, Espinoza v. Montana Department of Revenue, when the court held five to four that a Montana scholarship program that gave funds to religious schools is protected by the Constitution. So what you see here is you see three major cases going before the Supreme Court from a progressive or leftist view of challenging some of these decisions that were made earlier. In this last example here, in this last case, they're looking at trying to challenge any public funding going to a school that teaches any type of religious text. So you see uh, life being challenged in the first one. You're seeing personal property rights and and uh, gun rights challenged in the second one. And then you see any funding going to anyone teaching anything religious in the third one. So as you can see from this, we have a lot of big cases coming up, but the progressives view is always consistent. Uh, I do have to give them that. It is always consistent. It is always anti-liberty. It is always anti-God. And and it's always anti-personal freedom and personal property. And we're seeing that by these cases being challenged. So keep your eyes on that. You know, just kind of watch the news as those come up in December. And then lastly... I wanted to just read, or we'll just tell you a quick story I read. Uh, Christians are being beat. Uh, homes are and businesses are being vandalized. A, a few, I think two people were murdered in India. Uh, it's Chhatiska is the, is the way you pronounce it. And there's an uprising of over 200 people in a mob that, are, that have been vandalizing and beating up and kidnapping Christian believers in India. And I just want to keep it in your mind. Uh, you know, most of our listeners are in the United States and we have it very, very good. We do have listeners all around the world, a few from India. And I would just tell you, if you're listening in India, we are praying for your country and and praying for you and those believers that are in there. We have listeners in Ukraine and and listeners in Europe and Australia and Africa and Yemen and all around the world. And we have to remember for the majority of the listeners right now that are listening that live in the United States or North America, we do have it pretty darn good. Uh, We do still have many, many, many freedoms that our brothers and sisters around the world do not have. You know, we, you know, as COVID went on, and we've said this on the podcast before, that uh, we felt that we were getting persecuted because we were forced to wear a mask or we were forced to shut down. And, you know, some of our pastors in the United States stood up against that. Uh, John MacArthur, most notably in California, who just won a case and a settlement for the state of California overstepping their constitutional bounds there. But many other countries have it far, far worse. You know, they they would look at our country and see us complaining about wearing a mask or shutting down a church. And I'm not saying those issues aren't important, but remember, we have brothers and sisters in the faith in other countries that are being jailed, that are being ripped from their families, fathers not being able to see their daughters, mothers not being able to see their sons, brothers and sisters torn from uh, their family, put in jail, tortured, beat, and ultimately martyred uh, for their belief in who Christ is. And I would say, as we pray for those, as Paul tells us to pray for our brothers and sisters that are in prison, that are being held uh, for the gospel, as we pray for them, we also look to those brothers and sisters around the world, and and when we remember them as an example 
of what it is to actually follow Christ, to have something so real, to have something uh, so important as the gospel, to be able to give up our lives for it, uh, to be able to be tortured for it, to be able to be ripped from our families for it. And, you know, my heart aches when I hear um, news stories like this. You know, Voice of the Martyrs is something that I get uh, every month here at, at my home, and we read it. We support them. We pray for those people, and it's it's in more places than you think. Unfortunately, I think in Western Christianity, we kind of live in a little bubble, and we just uh, think that's like in some faraway place. No, that's knocking on our door, and those are our brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we need to keep them in our prayers and uplift them as they go through those hard times. So that was uh, the three points that I kind of wanted to go over uh, to keep you guys up to date on kind of what's going on this week in the news. Yeah, that's all I got on that. And that was the Newsy News. Well, thank you, Jason. He's still here in the audio drops, you know, even though I'm in here by myself, he is still here in the audio. So let's move on a little bit and just talk about the G3 conference. So I was able to drive down there from Michigan, make the trek down to Atlanta, Georgia, and went with my my buddy, John. Uh, Jason was not able to go, like I said. And and if you're listening, John, uh, had a great time with you. You're such a loved brother in the Lord, and it was so fun spending time with you. But the theme for G3 this year was the theology and doctrine of Christ, who Christ is. And like I said at the top of the show, it was such a timely subject for what is going on in the United States right now and around the world. Unfortunately, in Western Christianity, uh, we have a very low view of who Christ is. We might say with our lips and with our mouth and in our sermons that Christ is God and he was deity and you know he, he came to the cross and died and we have righteousness in him and he rose again. But in our actions and what the church is actually doing and producing, it, it tells me that we have a very low view of who Christ was. Sometimes we say certain things with our mouths and do other things with our actions. And to me, that's what's been happening here when we talk about Christ. And then even some uh, denominations and churches are just very flippant about the fact that Christ is our, you know, he's our bro, he's our brother, he's our friend, he's our sugar daddy, he's just a guy that, you know, helped us out along the way, and now we have fullness in him, and, you know, anything we uh, desire, or any uh, material good, or money, or job promotion, or whatever it is, he's going to help us with that, because he wants to see us healthy, and wealthy, and in good state, and that message is so anti-biblical, and we're not going to get into that because um, if you've been a listener of this podcast for any length of time in the 16 months that it's been online and and out on the airwaves, we've talked about that multiple times. We have really hammered on the health and wealth and faith and you know confession of faith movement and, and all that and prosperity preaching. Um, that is just simply anti-biblical. There is no biblical foundation for that type of thinking. Um, when you think that way, uh, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but when you think that way, you know, the first thing I tell people that say, well, God wants everyone healed. God wants everyone wealthy. God wants everyone blessed. Well, let's look at the disciples. Let's look at the early church fathers. Let's look at every martyr through world history. Let's look at uh, Christ himself a sinless 100% God, 100% man that gave himself up to the cross and was beaten and tortured and murdered. It's just simply not found in the Bible. But so to have a G3 conference like this that really kind of 
I don't want to say attacked, that really explained or dove in to the who Christ was and the theology and, and doctrine of Christ from so many different angles by so many different speakers. It was really something that was timely, and I know that I enjoyed. Now, there was a lot of speakers there. So they had a pre-conference on the 29th, and then you had two full days on the 30th and the 1st, and then you had a half day on the 2nd. And I mean, your speakers ranged from Josh Bice, who's the president of G3 and a, and a pastor at Praise Mills Church, Dr. Joel Beek, John McArthur, uh, Dr. James White. They had the Just Thinking guys there, Daryl and Virgil, Vadi Bakum was there, Paul Washer, um, David Miller, Phil Johnson, uh, Steve Lawson of Ligonier. I mean, it was just so packed full with renowned men of God who have dedicated their life to making sure that God is glorified and the gospel is preached. It was just very exciting to be there. So we arrived down in Atlanta, uh, John and I, and uh, I know Jason was with us there in spirit. And it, it was just it was just amazing. I mean, you have 65, I think the final count was 6,600 men, women, and children from all 50 states and from multiple countries around the world gathered together to not only fellowship with brothers and sisters in the Lord, but to also lift up the name of Christ and then also learn and and make sure we understand who Christ is. So as pastors and leaders and and influencers and podcasters and and heck just uh, believers be able to take that back to not only our local church but to be able to take that out into the world and make sure we have a right view of uh, who Christ is. Josh Bice opened up on the first day and he really just dove in into the foundational truths of who Christ was from Mark eight to a couple other verses of just the deity of Christ and who do you say that I am, and uh, just really did a really nice job of laying that foundation for the rest of the conference of this is who the biblical Christ is. Later that day, Dr. Joel Beek, who I had uh, never heard speak before and who I who I wish that when he started speaking, I wish my wife had been there because she is a big fan of the Puritans. He he, he runs a found, uh, an organization that specializes in not only educating people on who the Puritans are, but making sure that their content and their writings and and kind of a history of of that uh, remains at the forefront of our minds. And he just really gave an overall presentation of almost like a Puritan view of who Christ, who they saw Christ was. And you know, later and later on episodes when we get a hold of any of the media. Uh, that was at G3. Right now, it's not available. We'll make sure we post clips to our social media, and you can check that out. John MacArthur was later on the first day as well. He went over Isaiah 53, You know, just talked about how it's kind of called the shadow chapter, the hidden chapter within the Jewish community. Rabbis don't really like to talk about it all too much. They shy away from it because John MacArthur made a point of you could remove the entire New Testament, and you would still have enough prophecy in Isaiah 53 to see the messianic prophecy of who Christ was and the Messiah to come. And he really talked about how the Old and New Testament are very congruent in uh, who was to come in the Old Testament, the Messiah, and the Messiah fulfilled in the New Testament. And it was just uh, just a phenomenal uh, sermon. And then, you know, it, it's just a little crazy. I was telling someone while I was there, I go, look, at, I don't get awestruck. I really don't. I don't get starstruck. You know, everyone's just a person. I, I've sh- shaken hands with the president, well, the ex-president, uh, President Trump, 
twice. I've met George Bush. I've met the uh, Vice President uh, Pence and Cheney. I've sat and uh, in my years before uh, being a Christian, had you know had a had a beer with Luke Owen and uh, celebrities in in Los Angeles. I've played with musicians that you know Kid Rock and Bon Jovi and all that stuff. They were just people. I looked at them. I would saw some people you know fanboy out around these people, as they say, and I just looked at them as man, these are just people. And I think sometimes that would probably get me into situations with more famous people because a lot of people freak out around people who are famous or well-known. And I was always just of the ilk. Yeah, they're just a guy like me or they're they make mistakes. They have to get up in the morning. They have to go to the bathroom. They have to change clothes when they spill stuff on themselves. And I never really understood that. There's a couple people in my life that I don't uh, have like a fanboy with, but I so respect that I do get a little bit of awe when when I see them in person. One of those people um, that really affected me when they passed away was R.C. Sproul, and I never got to meet him, and he never got to come on the podcast, and it's just a huge regret because he really marked me in my mid twenties, when I started studying, reading some of his books, he was you know leading me through scripture, and it was just one of those things where such a beautiful man of God that dedicated his life to knowing Christ and trying to profess the truth and profess the gospel. And when you listen to hundreds of hours of his lectures and sermons, you, you start to feel like you get to know him a little bit. That was one. John MacArthur is another one of those where I have consumed so much of his content. And there's, you know, I have some theological differences with uh, Pastor MacArthur, but at the same time, such a wise man of God with discernment, always keeping the name of God at the forefront of his ministry, not blaspheming his name, walking uprightly and righteously, as Psalm says. And to see him in in that pulpit or on that stage at G3 and then and then being able to meet him and see him afterwards it was just absolutely amazing and and him talking about Isaiah 53 and tying together the old new testament it was just something special uh James White was there that's another one of those guys that uh, I just I admire so much just because, um, and you've heard this story many times in the podcast, so I won't get into it, but he really was the introduction, him and R.C. Sproul, the introduction to not only Reformed theology, but to rightly dividing the Word of God, to, to rightly looking at it, to saying, hey, you don't just read the message version or the passion version of the Bible and leave it at that. No, you're looking at multiple versions, you're diving into the Greek, you're looking at commentaries, you're looking at the historical context, you're making sure you have proper herm- hermeneutics in vague areas, you're making sure that that the vague areas of the Bible are interpreted by the Bible and not by your own. You're, you're reading in context and not creating doctrine or denominations out of one or two verses. And both of those guys, like I said, R.C. and James White, James White's another one of those guys. So when he got on the stage and was really talking about understanding the deity of Christ and the right understanding of the text that supports it, he got into a little bit of textual criticism, which I love when he gets into that. Some people start to nod off a little bit and go, oh gosh, we're going to get into Greek and we're going to argue over what the word is means or the. Well, uh, I love that stuff. I love the nuance of it. I love the, the meanings and the roots of words and the etymology and, and where they came from. And he was bringing up things like 1 Colossians 1, 15 and 16, which in the in the Jehovah Witness Bible, uh, you know, says all other things have been created through him and for him instead of rightly the being interpreted 
or uh, translated, excuse me, that by him and through him all things were created. So just showing that there's little words that people drop or change to essentially change who Christ is. That I thought that was such a good session uh, and, and also very important for today. Um, I would encourage anyone who's listening to this and who's hung in here this long so far, if you are not reading or have an app, and most apps, you know, Take Blue Letter Bible, for instance. You can have multiple versions of the Bible open to see the different words. You can pull commentaries, 10 to 15 commentaries on every single verse in the Bible. You can pull the original Greek. You can pull the original Hebrew. You can reference it to a Strong's Concordance. Um, you can get commentaries on those. You can see uh, the tense of the uh, of the verb or noun. I mean, it's just the technology is at our hands, and I would encourage each of you to make sure that you go through and when you're reading the Bible, you study in depth. Don't just take it surface level, read the words, and then interpret the Bible in kind of the parentheses of what those words mean to you right now. A word that you read in a Bible today in 2021 didn't mean the same thing 2,000 years ago. On top of that, you have to realize that the English language is just a horribly clunky language compared to such a beautiful and precise language uh, like Koine Greek. So I would encourage you to make sure that you dive into that and do a little bit of a deep dive um, on the text and words like James, Dr. James White encouraged. And then a couple more that were there was um, our friends of the podcast, Daryl and Virgil were on stage. I know Virgil's the executive uh, director, I believe, of G3 now. Might have that title wrong, but Just Thinking Podcast. And they did 45 to 50 minutes on the uh, the Antichrist that is represented in Black Liberation Theology. Extremely interesting. I'm not going to dive into it here. I would encourage you to go find that either on their podcast or on YouTube. It was amazing. They can speak to it in a certain way that just most people cannot speak to it. They, they, they revolve it and they kind of toy with it and poke it and talk about it in so many different angles that by the end of their uh, talk, you're just going, wow, I've never really looked at it that way, either from uh, you know a biblical view with biblical support or even how seculars uh, look at that. Then uh, Vadi Bakum was there, of course. Uh, Steve Lawson was there. Uh, like I said, Dave Miller, Phil Johnson, many, many others. And then Paul Washer kind of finished out the night, uh, the last night with just challenges after challenges after challenges. You know, everyone says, oh, he's the mean preacher that makes you cry. He's one of my favorite just because um, he comes in such a humble and gentle way. Uh, but he says some things that will absolutely challenge you. I mean, he looked us, he went probably a half hour over his time as well, too, and no one cared. Uh, there was people, uh, you know, hanging their heads in shame. There was people that were tearing up. There was people clapping. I mean, the reaction was just unbelievable. And he just looked right at us and he goes, pastors, leaders, followers, believers, and, you know, congregants in the church. He goes, I challenge you right now to look at your uh, cell phone and look at your screen time versus your prayer time. And uh, if your prayer time isn't four times what your screen time is, then you have no business even being in the pulpit, no business even being in any type of leadership uh, role, eldership, uh, because Christ has to be at the forefront of our minds at all times. And that really convicted me because, you know, I like to consume media I'm uh, sometimes I can rationalize me being on a phone because well, maybe it's for work, maybe it's for research on the podcast, maybe it's um, for entertainment, but whatever it is, you know, maybe it's a curiosity about the Bible. And I can go, oh, yeah, that's why I'm on the phone. At the end of the day, and when I say phone, I'm talking about all, you know, all 
tablets, screens, computers, all that kind of stuff. He, he just basically said there is no room going forward for anyone that puts anything before Christ. Now, that's a very foundational view, and we all go, yeah, we know that, but no one can really deliver that thought like Paul Washer can in such a cutting way, but gentle way, forceful way, but still humble, and, and just basically say, look, we have to get our priorities straight on who Christ is. Is he the ruling, reigning king of all? Is he the uncreated one, the blameless and sinless son of God who died for our sins, rose again, and is now ruling and reigning at the right hand of the Father. If he is, then we have to treat him so. We have to treat him like that. We have to uh, worship him like that. We have to obey him like that. And essentially what's going on, like I said, is we have a generation and we have a country, we have many countries where Christians just give lip service to God. And, you know, God was very clear about that. Look, I'd rather you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, meaning you say one thing and do another and blaspheme my name, I'm going to violently vomit you out of my mouth. And, you know, I don't think that could be much more clear from, you know, the scripture when God talks in those very specific terms. So the G3 conference was very, very good. I had an absolute great time down there. I'm so grateful and blessed that I was able to make it down there. And we had some exciting connections there. As we finish this episode up, I just wanted to let you guys know for the uh, as you listen, you know, uh, we made connections with Josh Bice, uh, Phil Johnson, James White, Devin Coughlin, uh, who the worship there of Sovereign Grace worship. I mean, he led worship for all three, three days, and it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable to hear 6,500 people singing psalms, singing Sovereign Grace worship, and uh, you know, sometimes a cappella, and it was just so powerful. So, we talked to those guys. So, uh, we're gonna, you know, we saw Costi Hin down there as well, talked with him. So, we have Costi coming on the podcast uh, in the next couple weeks. We have Josh Bice coming up, we have Phil Johnson coming up, um, we have James White later in the year. We have Devin Coffin later in the year uh, as soon as we work out a date with him. So we've got some really good guests coming up on the podcast as well with connections we made through G3 so we can keep bringing you guys some great content and hopefully bringing glory to God when we have, uh, when Jason and I have guests on that, like we always say, much smarter than us. I have no problem being the dumbest person in the room when you have guys on like a James White or a Josh Bice or a... Phil Johnson or, or something like that. I did want to give some quick shout outs. We saw some guys down there that support the uh, podcast that's been on the podcast that we got to talk to, hang out with people we met for the first time in real life. Uh, but we have known for a year, year and a half, talked back and forth, social media, been on the podcast. It was so cool. We saw, of course, Dwayne from Bar Podcast, which I've always said, Dwayne was one of the first guys, uh, episode two. I don't even know how he found me. You know, we had like three followers on online and maybe like five people listening. And he found me in the second episode and said, love what you're doing. Let me know how I can support you. So I will always be in debt. Uh, indebted to Dwayne Atkinson, what he's doing. And he's got an amazing network. Make sure you go check out his podcast, Bar Podcast, EC Holmes, who I just love this young brother. I mean, he is just just so passionate for the gospel. I know he's going uh, to seminary right now. He's got a podcast called That Deity, though. Um, he's also an amazing uh, rapper, Christian Reformed rapper, which go check him out. Uh, that Deity, though, is his podcast. We met him in person. Who's He's been on the podcast before, but got to meet him in person. Uh, of course, Bigfoot Revival, 
was there. He, they've been on the podcast a few times. So glad to see them. Ref Tunes, been on the podcast, got to meet them. Reform Sage, Righteous Wretch, who we advertise for and we absolutely love, and their brothers in the Lord, they were down there. Lord TV with Marcus Pittman, he's been on a couple times, got to see him. A new guy, Claude Ramsey, we were just on his podcast on Here I Stand Theology, and he invited us on his brand new podcast that's just been going on since the beginning of the year. Got to meet him in person, take some pictures with him. He's a great guy. Go check out his podcast, Here I Stand. Uh, Tom Askell was down there. Uh, we joked about the Newsy News segment where he rolled his eyes and went, what are you guys doing with this Newsy News segment? And was so gracious to uh, leave, uh, you know, keep his comments to himself on that episode. And uh, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to the Tom Askell episode just, uh, I think it was a few months ago, on uh, the biblical role of pastors and, um, you know, male, female, things like that, and what the Bible says about it. Chris Huff from Matter of Theology. He was just on recently as well. Got to meet him. He works with the Just Thinking guys, but his podcast, Matter of Theology, is unbelievable. Got to meet him in person and just kind to kind of put a a sound of voice with the face, right? So like we see people on the other end of the uh, of the interview when we're on the computer, but it's just not the same to be in the same room with some of these brothers in the Lord where you see them and you just immediately feel a connection with them. One, because we're brothers in Christ, right? So we have that in common. Two, uh, most of these guys were, were po- are podcasters, which means they have a love of theology or a love of knowing God or a love of wanting to be able to evangelize to people or just speak the truth of who Christ is, and you have that. And then there's just a natural excitement there within the room because you have 6,500 people in the exhibition center and in the book center and the conference center, and we're just all there to glorify God. So when you have 6,500 people coming together to do one thing, and that's to glorify God, it is a it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And those are the things that I'm really going to kind of savor as we move into a time, I believe, in this country where those type of gatherings might become more re- restricted, where the freedoms to be able to do some of those things become more restricted. It was such a beautiful three days to be down there and to hear men of God preaching Christ crucified, preaching the true theology of Christ, and and sometimes cutting our flesh, which is what we want. We want to be able to be disciplined and and kind of put in our place, put our flesh put in our place, so then we can rightly um, do the work of Christ. It, it was just awesome. So those guys, I, w- I want to give shout outs to down there too. Listen to their podcast, go support them. I've always said, every time someone asks me about mine and Jason's podcast, I just say, oh, I've got about 10 other podcasts you should listen to first. This is not a competition. This isn't who gets what listeners or, or sponsorship or anything like that. I know I started this podcast in my mind to bring glory to God, and I know Jason agrees with that when he came on board. Yeah, it's it's good to get comments and feedback and likes and all those things, but this is not why we do that podcast. We do this because we want to bring God glory. If it's one person listening or 10,000 people listening. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm sorry it was a little bit all over the place. I know, uh, you know, Jason wasn't here tonight. It was just me. So I just get to ramble all by myself. And frankly, I'm surprised I only kept it close to 30 or 40 minutes. I thought without Jason here to rein me in, I might just go for a couple hours. But I appreciate you guys listening. As always, um, I know Jason and I both appreciate everyone who comments, who watches the YouTube videos and gives us likes. Um, That all helps with 
with algorithm stuff. This isn't self-serving. Uh, we don't say, hey, go comment and go like or go do this on social media or share because we want to feel good about ourselves. We say that because that helps algorithms, that helps us get out to more people. I mean, a simple share on a Facebook page or a discussion group page or on our Instagram page or you know, even leaving a review on Apple, like I said at the top of the podcast, so, so important because it changes how people find us and then we're able to bring glory to God in what we're talking about, whether it be through our guests or what Jason and I are discussing or newsy news segments or whatever it is that we're doing. We rely on you guys, the listeners, to go out there. And when someone says, oh, what are you listening to right now? What's your podcast? You go, oh, Dead Men Walking. Go check them out. Or when you're talking to a family member or you're witnessing to someone or a friend says, what's new? And you go, hey, I got this great Instagram account or this great uh, podcast for you to listen to. Go check out Dead Men Walking. Greg and Jason are good friends of mine, which even if we've never met, you can say that because we are good friends. You listen every week. So uh, you know me and I know you. (laughs) That's usually where Jason would laugh at one of my cheesy jokes, but he's not here. So I have to laugh at it myself. But we really do depend on you guys and and we appreciate all the support. You know, we had, geez, I had 10 or 12 people come up to me and just go, oh yeah, Dead Man Walking. I listen to you. I love how loose the show is. I love what you guys talk about. Great guests. So encouraging. So encouraging because there's a lot of work that goes into recording these, editing them, coming up with content, fine-tuning what you want to talk about, getting guests down uh, and on the show, editing the YouTube videos. So I so appreciate when people come up and and give us positive comments like that. But I'm open to any type of criticism. And I know Jason is too, as long as it's constructive. So guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.